This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. Today, we're in virtual reality. Haha, 360 video. I know that's not the same thing. So some of you really, truly technical nitpickers don't at me about this topic. But 360 video, let me tell you, immersive video. It is the future. I've done immersive video before. Actually won an award at the Folio Awards 2019, perhaps. We did, uh, it, the timing is horrible. That's why I'm not showing you the video, quite frankly. Uh, we just had the, the the school shooting in Texas. I mean, this madness has to stop. And that's all I'm going to say. But we did a uh, active shooter training, and I actually recorded it. Um, with a 360 camera. So you can look around the room, you can see me, you can see the officer coming in, you can see all these different things happening, you can see people's faces, you can look around the room. And that was one application on how I used live, uh, not live, but 360 video. So today we want to find out, how do we move that model into the live streaming world right now? I'm just doing these 2D shows, right? Like you see me how you see me. Uh, But is there value in me being in a 360 environment? Me being, you know, somewhere where we can go around the room. And I'll be honest, my room doesn't look that great. There is a fake physical backdrop behind me. And if you go around the room, you just see pictures, mostly softball pictures of my daughters. So to talk about that topic, we have Alex Shrestra on the show. He is the founder of didn't ask him how to pronounce it. Occur, I think. We'll see if I pronounce that correctly. Um, looks like I did. And he's focusing on 360 live video. So let's find out what that's all about. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. So you know what? I watched you published a video somewhere online, and I, I watched your video. And you talked about how 360 works. And I love the concept. Um, so b- before I ask any challenging questions, when do we do it? When do we use it? When does it make sense? Because I'm not convinced it makes sense in my office here. When I'm out doing an active shooter training, that's an easy one, right? Totally makes sense. When I'm out doing something, jumping out of a plane, I'm not doing that anytime soon. Certainly could make sense. Uh, but but give us the definition, 360 live video. How does that look? How does it work? And, and when should we use it? Yeah, totally, Christoph. Um, so I guess, to be frank, um, to my understanding, 360 and live, they're essentially born to be together, right? It just feels so so right to have them uh, to be paired. Uh, what, you know, if we, if we look at um, pre-recorded videos uh, and, you know, someone taking, taking the recording of the video, um, it almost never works out to be really well until you do the post-production. And on, during the post-production, you cut out all of the pieces uh, and keep the juicy parts and make it, you know, amazing for a particular uh, purpose. Um, whereas the 360 Live essentially allows you to 
be in the same environment and almost control that environment. Um, and you know, uh, let let me get back here uh, from another angle. So, live streaming on its own is massive, right? So, in 2021, uh, we probably hit around 550 billion hours of live streaming watched. And the number one reason for that to happen was because people wanted to have a look at behind the scenes and things that have been cut during the production. Uh, and here is where 360 makes even more sense, right? Because you get more space. Um, and coming back to the question of your podcast, right? Um, I think that 360 live streaming is not fit for every piece of content. Uh, and probably we haven't yet even unlocked the right content for 360. But the podcast, uh, the church, most people can listen and get the grasp and get, you know, the main value out of it. Um, but if we're taking something more visual, uh, and, you know, a good example uh, would be a Twitch with gaming, right? Uh, I guess one of, one, of, one of the reasons why uh, Twitch and gaming went so well because of the context switching. So people were able, all the streamers played games, and they also were able to stream those games while showing themselves. So the viewers are able to switch between the streamer and the context of the game. Uh, and essentially, there were like, you know, double the chances of being uh, excited about something. So I think 360 will essentially unlock the same ability for what we call IRL streamers, right? In real life streamers. You know, what's interesting about that too is once again, everything you do when it comes to content, you have to figure out what's your goal, number one, and then what is the best medium? And I know some of you old schoolers out there, we'll just call it that. Um, you know, sometimes you feel very strongly about that. Oh, my God, that's not a video. Oh, my God, that's not anything. I still remember, Alex, about a decade ago, somebody was giving me a hard time to even suggest, dare that you're suggesting this, Christoph to suggest, to put audio with an article, reading the article. And now we have an entire industry that does that. We have an entire industry that creates AI audio content from written content. So there you go, you know? So don't feel so bad about it if you're not hitting it on the nail, at the, at, on the head of the nail right away. Um, so the way, when I, when I hear you talk, you and me talking might not be worth three, a 360 live stream. But if you and I are talking about, let's say the next show will be about um, equipment to use for a 360 live stream, and the equipment is all around my room, that could be a 360. Totally, totally. Uh, and, you know, I would like to make two examples here, right? So uh, one of our streamers, uh, he's essentially uh, a creator on, uh, on Twitch, right? So he's uh, making wooden products from you know large pieces of wood uh one of the challenges he was constantly was having is because he has this large piece of wood uh and he always wants to be in the picture his hands in the picture the objects in the picture how he's doing the thing in the picture but essentially has to move the camera all the time so it means every time he needs to refocus where where the camera looks is everything is in focus uh and the other part to it is it's not only about making the 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 product but also 
the environment in which you're making the product, right? And most of the time, there's hobbies, they have, you know, their gar- garages like full of, you know, equipment arranged in a certain way. Uh, and, you know, certain products that you're using that, you know, other viewers who are looking at are curious about. And, you know, it, it creates the, um, the topic to talk about. So, and here's a, another example where, you know, one of our creators have, uh, during the lockdown, he essentially did a, a Brazilian barbecue party uh, with his friends and, you know, he was just live streaming in 360. So they placed a camera on the center of a table. Uh, the boys, like, you know, talking about football, cooking the meat. The girls are, uh, like, cooking, uh, making the drinks and making salads. But the star of the show was the cat, right? So he randomly appeared somewhere, and people, the viewers, just went crazy, right? So they were uh, tipping money, like, you know, just asking to feed him. And, uh, you know, whenever he showed up anywhere, uh, people went nuts. And I think that's that's one of the powers of 360, that you you might see something you don't expect that might surprise you that it wouldn't be captured otherwise. Uh, and, you know, it's happening in real time that you can impact it in a certain way. You know, but the other thing that's very interesting about um, what you were talking about is, so that's, it's an advantage and a disadvantage, right? That people can look around the room. And so if I'm on one side of the room and I'm showing you something, you can just, you know, go away from me and look at something completely different. And that's, good and bad because you might miss the action but it's also good because you know maybe it keeps you engaged longer because you have something to do right you can look at something and i actually the other one um that i remember i did it was uh, for interiors and sources uh, i think it's ins.design is the website now and i was in a showroom in chicago and they showed me some things and i literally just put the camera in the middle of the room and then we voiced it over and people could go around the room at their own pace. The problem with, so that's awesome. But the problem is it's really hard for me to show that video on the live stream right now, right? If I were to upload it, download it, it wouldn't look quite the right way because it would render differently than it would on the YouTube app or whatever. So how do we get around the whole um rendering issue displaying issue how how do we get people to uh to to experience these videos in the way they're meant to be consumed well i think 360 is it's definitely not new but uh definitely not mature enough to have all the tools necessary for uh, every particular purpose so we have the high-end cameras like you know producing uh, this amazing quality videos, and we have like you know the cheaper consumer grade stuff that uh, we can you know take on a daily basis. So um, where we are focusing on is mostly the the consumer and easy part. How do you actually make live streaming super easy uh, for you? You know, almost to carry it around with you, and whenever you want to just pull it up uh, and start streaming. So basically, you know, the hardware uh, is. Uh, is a is pretty simple, like you know, 360 camera. This is my such like DIY setup, like with a tripod and a bike holder. Uh, that's for streaming, uh, and you know, it doesn't weigh a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, and almost like you know, you just hook it up to your phone and uh, start streaming. And I don't know, I, you flash that pretty quickly, but is that like a like? So I used a 360 Nano before. It looks like that. It's something like that that you use for a camera, or what would you recommend? 
Uh, sorry, yeah. So uh, this is the Insta360 One X. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, the one that we're currently using is supporting. So, uh, I mean, again, it's pretty small, like compared to the phone, uh, okay. not heavy at all. And it produces, like, you can record up to 5.7K uh, video on it. So when you when you say that we're currently um, supporting, tell us about that. Tell us about Occur. How does that work? Um, you know, why should people stream there? And how do you connect on, on that network as opposed to other places? Yeah, so uh, Occur, we have, we're on a mission to make, we want to make stories, events, and people from around the world be accessible to audiences um, from anywhere, virtually. Uh, so what we essentially make is, okay, Let's come back here. So 360 streaming is, again, not new, right? And, you know, you have platforms like Facebook and YouTube where uh, you can live stream in 360. Um, the thing is that most of the time is just a broadcast. So you send a video one way and that's it. Uh, so there is pretty much no point in it being live. Uh, what we're doing is creating this, the other lag where the creator who streams the video uh, is able to receive messages from people who are watching and essentially react to them in you know with voice or actions or uh, whatsoever. So um, this is one one of the main parts that uh, we're doing. We're making it super easy uh, to start streaming. Hook up your camera, get an account with her, uh, and you know you get your profile uh, similar to YouTube or Twitch, uh, and you essentially start streaming there. Um, also, right now, what we focus on is mostly travel-related content. Uh, so, we want, uh, you know, we're in post-pandemic world. People are still a little bit more uh, hesitant to travel. Uh, and, you know, we, we want to make them, uh, help them to make better decisions around uh, the places they're choosing. So, uh, we work with online booking and travel agencies, uh, also like consumers and tour guides, uh, to run tours uh, as a taster of a tour prior to coming in. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what we do currently at Occur. Interesting. Of course, at some point, there might be an opportunity there. Amazon Explore has virtual tours now, which are 2D. Um, and, you know, personally, I find them slightly on the expensive side, right? $70 to go on a tour of some beach somewhere where I'm probably not going to go anytime soon. Um, but if that's in 360, the experience is very different. Uh, now, so tell me about, so I, I had the virtual reality headset on earlier, right? Just because that's a prop that I had nearby. What's the difference between 360 and VR? Because, I mean, I can watch some uh, 360 videos, like in the YouTube app or whatever. I can watch them wearing that exact same headset. Yeah, totally. Um, so. The 360 video versus the VR video, uh, essentially, the difference is that every every angle or the video is essentially captured by two cameras at the same time. So uh, if if we look at my camera right here, I have two fisheye lenses from uh, from both sides. Uh, if you would want to have a VR uh, native experience, then we would need to have two cameras from each side, right? Like uh, similar to our eyes. Uh, and that's what gives us uh, the ability to create depth in the uh, in the objects uh, on the video. 
whereas, yes, you currently can still watch a 360 video uh, on your VR headset, although it might feel a little bit flat and, you know, um, essentially you would, you would just get the mechanics of moving your hand uh, versus actually feeling the depth of objects. Interesting and interesting uh, description, and maybe maybe the best one I've ever heard. Quite quite frankly, so I appreciate that. Um, so how I'm always worried about bandwidth, right? I mean, and I think everybody else is too, because I mean, even restream uh, moves me down to stream at 480, and I have to change it every time before I come back on. I, I haven't streamed at 480 since probably like I don't know, or or done anything in 480 since 2002, or I, I don't know. It's been a while for sure. Um, but but what's the bandwidth issue or or dependency here, right? So if I'm out and about, and let's say I'm you know I'm actually I do want to mention this quickly. Uh, I will be heading if you're watching this live and you are in uh, Europe, especially. I hope you join me there. Uh, the Digital Enterprise Show is coming to Malaga this year. Um, Barack Obama and myself, we're not speaking at the same time, but we are speaking at the same conference. So if you want to check that out. Uh, but the reason I, I, I just thought about that is because I'm walking on the beach in Malaga and I brought my 360 camera. Now I'm going to shoot some 360 video and I'm going live. What's the bandwidth? I mean, what's are we running into issues with that or is it not any higher than just shooting any kind of live stream, doing any kind of live stream. Yeah, so basically um, we, so currently, for example, we are streaming at 1080p uh, and, you know, for us it requires um, anywhere, well, we are advising to have seven and a half megabits per second of upload speed uh, on your, uh, you know, on, on your device that you're streaming from. Um, I definitely ran a few times uh, over my limits and, you know, um, just eating all my data, like, pretty quickly. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I would guess that um, you would need to have about one or two gigabytes of data uh, to be eaten for every uh, few hours of live stream uh, with 360. And is that more or less than just doing a regular live stream with your phone holding up the regular phone? Do you know? Yeah, here's here's the difference, right? So essentially, if you look at um, at, at how the technology works, so it's like a pipe, right? So uh, it, within this pipe, we're sending data, and we're saying that with 360 camera, you're sending in 1080p data uh, to the server. So, mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter whether that's a 360 camera or standard camera if you're sending the same. Uh, density of uh, of image. Uh, however, on the other end, as a user, uh, if you're sending a 1080p or receiving a 1080p flat video, uh, it's going to be probably way uh, higher quality than a 360. Because what it means by that, a 1080p 360 video, you would still see only a frame, whereas the the other part of the sphere will be unseen. So what is the... And oh, I was going to ask you about some examples, but like, you know, what are some good ways to get started for a brand? But before we do that, um, tell me about audio. So, so for example, when um, I believe it was, um, I remember who it was actually, one of the guests said, 
I have two setups. One is better for audio. One is better for video. Uh, which one is more important? And my clear answer was audio. So because if your audio sounds bad or my audio sounds bad, people are not going to listen to us, right? Even if they can see us perfectly fine. But in this case, you know, you also have to have good video. Obvi- I mean, you always should have good video, but if you have to make a choice. How does the audio work on a 360? And I mean, is it just ambient sound or are people talking to the talking to the, the, the people that are watching or what's the typical setup? Right. So um, it works pretty well. Like, uh, and I'm not sure like how, how Insta360 does that, right? But uh, I bet they have like some sort of AI where they're picking up your voices uh, versus like, you know, background noises. Uh, and I think that they do it like definitely pretty well. Uh, on the newer cameras that they have, you can have a separate uh, headsets. You can you know connect your um, external camera, uh, sorry, external microphone, and, and use that. Uh, so uh, and I guess like you know in future like you know with the development, we're definitely going to see uh, way more flexibility on how we uh, cater the audio because yes, I definitely agree that the audio part is. Uh, more important, like, or at least the same importance as the video. I mean, especially if you're talking, especially if you're, you know, if the audio has some impact, if I'm, um, if I'm jumping out of a plane and, you know, the video is unbelievable to watch, um, I can probably get away with less than perfect audio. Right. Um, so I think it depends on that too. Um, but short of jumping out of planes, uh, what are some ways that brands can play around with live video? I mean, what are some uh, what are some ways to get started? I mean, I guess it does have to be visual, right? We have to be uh, finding something we can show people. Uh, but but let's go a little deeper than that if we can. Like, what are some ways brands can think about that and start? Yeah, great question. So I think uh, here's an interesting thing. So we. Uh, we partnered with few uh, large European tech conferences where uh, we essentially uh, gave a tour guides within the exhibition areas of uh, uh, of the of the conference events. Um, and, and you know, we we again we're in a post pandemic world where uh, the events want to go back to in person uh, because you know it, it it has more activity and it's like more exciting than the virtual events that uh, you know we have seen during the. Uh, COVID, uh, COVID period. So the question then becomes, how do they keep the, eye, the amount of eyeballs of the virtual world while still preserving the in-person experience? Uh, and most of the time it requires you know, taking two teams, like developing uh, almost like separate conferences within one, one for the in-person, the other one for the virtual audiences. Uh, whereas by partnering with us and using a 360-degree camera with, uh, you know, a person who knows the uh, ins and outs of the industry, um, they can make a virtual attendance experience for uh, audiences around the world without almost any additional content. So they send a person with a camera to walk around the area and, you know, just show things around and talk them through uh, and, you know, this is uh, could also be applied to, uh, you know, events as um, manufacturing or supply chain, um, you know, tours or, uh, you know, companies setting up a uh, pop-up shops somewhere in the center of the cities. Uh, so, you know, how do you make that easily accessible to anyone 
around the world versus just, you know, passer, uh, people passing by. You know, um, I mean, there's plenty of companies uh, and brands out there that certainly have things they can show off. I mean, I covered some things in the construction field before and, you know, their conferences are outside because they have all this big equipment, right? And you can certainly use uh, 360 video for that. The one thing that I always like to do is I like to repurpose my content. So, for example, if I were to shoot a 360 video or even a live stream, um, I also would repurpose the audio as a podcast. I know it's not quite as visual, obviously, but there is a certain level that you have to get over, right? Because you have to invest in the technology. You have to invest in the integration. And then if what if nobody watches? How, do you, how long do you give it to, that your 360 live streaming is worth the effort? Um, yeah, so it's definitely, um, there's definitely a learning curve, right? So as with any, uh, media and, uh, content type, so you have to invest your time, uh, and understand what works, what's not. Uh, this is part of why we see also, uh, you know, giving impact to our creators is, uh, we transfer the learnings between them, uh, to make sure, uh, you know, they have all the best information available to, um, to make their content best. Uh, secondly, we uh, you mentioned Amazon, right? Uh, Amazon experiences. Uh, and most of the virtual event platforms uh, or experience platforms, uh, they charge money up front, uh, which definitely is a way uh, to sure like the events are packed or not. Uh, what we want to uh, transfer from is a European model of uh, free walking tours, right? Uh, and easy for the <clears throat> guys right now to take like one or two hours of their normal schedule and, you know, walk through uh, the same path, uh, yeah. but for virtual audiences. And that's going to be free to watch. It's free for uh, for the guys to stream. Uh, and uh, both us and the tour guys are making money through uh, through tips. So, and that's like how we see, uh, you know, being able to expose to more uh, people and uh, give, uh, bring broader awareness to the experiences uh, and help the creators, uh, you know, get the, enough audience uh, and chances uh, to, uh, you know, to find the fit uh, with their content. Fantastic. I think, I definitely think there's a lot of opportunity with 360 video. I've done some before and I thought it was a, uh, maybe a little early in, 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 in the game, honestly, but I think it's definitely evolving. There's definitely a place for brands to use 360 in your strategy. Check out occur.com, O-Q-Q-U-R.com. Alex, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate you sharing your insights. Thanks a lot, Krista, for having me. It was a real pleasure. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. <laughs>